Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray I don't take too much of your time, but I also pray that your minds will be opened and your hearts will be open to understand what I'm about to just share at the moment. I believe it is very, very, very important that the Church of God grows in the knowledge of God and the truths of His Word. So nothing that is spoken is in vain, but everything is profitable that is from God and that is about His kingdom. So we are supposed to grow. So there is a need for people to understand what I'm just about to speak in, a, in the next few seconds. So I pray the mind of Christ comes upon you. I pray the spirit of understanding and insight. Let it overtake you so that you'll be able to comprehend everything that I'm just about to speak in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. So what we know as meat or food that is good for consumption, it actually differs according to the varieties of cultures that we have on earth. You have to understand that each and every one of the cultures on earth, they have a unique delicacy that is specifically attached to them. Because not every person in their cultures eat the same food. So we all have different foods which we actually embrace in our different cultures, in our communities. Now you have to understand that our conscience is usually one of the biggest things that determines what we consume. And the environments that we live in, they certainly play a huge role in the molding of our conscience. Now, these environments, I can actually term them as religion, tribe, and race. Because what we eat in our cultures, it is as a result of a thing that we have been exposed to, a certain understanding that we have been exposed to, which allowed our conscience to be able to receive with gladness whatsoever is offered unto us. You can look at the different tribes that we have in Kenya. We have the Maasai. These people, they literally drink blood. You get that? And uh, we, we just have like very weird things that people consume. There was a time I saw, I think it was back then, a long time ago, that people were literally consuming rats. It was a food. It was food to them. And you begin to wonder what kind of of people are this because when we hear of the many people that eat weird foods on this earth some of them they will be very offensive to us for example the the Asians I mean this is the community that the Asian community they usually consume a lot of dog meat they eat a lot of weird animals not just dog meat some of them eat cobra hearts some of them they eat frog legs some of them they eat starfish we have even in australia people who eat kangaroo meat we have people who eat spiders in a place called cambodia we have people who eat cats they they literally know that cats are protein proteinous so with them it is okay whatsoever they are consuming it is good it is good for them. Like for example, example in Poland, 
these people do not only use dog meat for just food alone like the meat but they also create lard from the dog fat because they claim it has medicinal values such as being able to treat joint pains and the body aches so i just want you to understand that the environments which we come from they will determine what foods we will actually deem as good or bad for consumption okay and that's why i started saying that what we know as meat or food that is good for consumption it differs according to the variety <clears throat> sorry according to the variety of the cultures which we have on earth now where the place which you have been raised in the environment which you have been raised up in they literally play that role of molding your conscience they mold your conscience to the place that you know this is good for food and this is not good for food so we have literally chosen for ourselves what to eat and what not to eat according to the wisdom and the instructions that we have received from our cultures these environments even such as religion because we have different religious beliefs and we have people that don't eat meat we have the monks that they don't even eat meat some of them they like most of them are vegetarians they don't believe that they don't believe in eating meat to them it is not good we will look into this even in the scriptures we have certain religious groups they believe that you, you can't take um you can't take tea leaves so they usually use soya soya beans like almost everything is just soya soya tea soya what not you get that they don't eat meat they don't eat pigs they don't eat rabbits they don't eat ducks because they consider these animals as unclean so also the religious environment that one is brought up in can mold a certain conscience within the person that will determine whether he will consume or she will consume certain things or not the tribes that we come from the things that we are allowed to consume in our tribes yeah because we all have unique foods that are literally associated with our cultures you go to kisumu we have people who love fish you come to the you come to the central side people don't like some of the people they don't like fish they don't eat um the the omena they don't eat that some of them they hate it they literally even can puke you get that it's all a matter of the conscience because where they have been brought up in that environment has molded them to have a certain conscience towards certain foods so they don't just eat anything not because the things are bad but because their conscience condemns them okay so i just want us to look into the scripture what 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 we can get and um we we'll look at first timothy chapter 
from verse 1 through 5. And I'll read it. I just ask you to be patient and uh, don't be in a hurry, but just listen to what I have to say. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, in the last times, in the last days, some shall depart from the faith. So in these last days, we will have people departing from the faith. As Christians, our faith is that there is only one God and that there is only one mediator between this one God and the sons of men. And the name of this mediator is Jesus Christ and no other. So any other faith that people possess, it is a sign, let alone just calling them cults or whatnot. It is a sign that we are in the last days. They literally just make it plain before our very eyes that we are in the last days. So it's saying some will depart from the faith and they will give heed to seducing spirits. Listen to that. Seducing. Because a seducing spirit, it when we talk about seducing, this is being enticed to do or to believe in something that is maybe inadvisable. And they're saying they will be given to heed to they will they will be given to seducing spirits and to the doctrines of devils. So we also have teachings of devils out here. Verses two. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Verses 3, listen to this. Forbidding to marry. Now these are religious groups, yeah? Forbidding to marry and commanding, literally forcing people to abstain from myths, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. I'll just repeat that again. It's saying that these people, because when people are in these last days, we will have people who will depart. Already we have people that have departed from the faith. They no longer believe in the one and only true God. And they no longer believe in the one mediator between that one true God and the sons of men, whom is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they have followed other ways. Yet Jesus said that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through the Son. And that's why this scripture is saying they will be, they will be given into seducing spirits. They will be enticed to do and to believe things that are not true. The Bible talks about the Antichrist, like who is the Antichrist? but he that has denied the Father and the Son. Because whosoever does not accept Jesus as the Christ, then he is the Antichrist. Now we have so many religions that do not accept that Jesus is the Christ. And they seek to come to God, but not through the Son. And the Bible calls them the Antichrist. So whenever we are looking for the Antichrist, the Bible says that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. So we are just seeing a manifestation of the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, before the coming of the Antichrist, we have his cohorts, his agents that are out here, the spirit of the Antichrist. 
Now we have so many religions that claim to believe in the one and only true God. And the Bible is saying they will come up with doctrines. And the Bible is calling these doctrines. These are not doctrines from God, but these are doctrines from the devil. And it's saying in verse 3 that they will begin to forbid marriage. Marriage. They will command to abstain. They will command people to abstain from meats. Listen to that. They will command people to abstain from meats, which God hath created. And Paul is saying in this scripture, because these meats that they are telling people, do not eat this meat, do not eat meat, do not eat meat. Paul is saying that the meat which they tell you to abstain from, it is actually meat that God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Verses 4, for every creature of God is good. I want you to note that. Every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Do you, do you listen to that? Literally, people will come up and they will make you feel like it is not good for you to eat certain meats, let alone meat alone. We'll find people that will rise up. The group, these groups of people call, calling themselves ve 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 vegetarians, the vegans. And they will make you feel as if it is wrong to slaughter an animal. Yet the Bible is saying that God created these animals specifically for us to consume them. The meats, that's what verses 3 says, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe. <coughs> Sorry. To be received with thanksgiving. Because the only condition we have from God is that we give thanks for these foods that we eat. And it is saying that though people might consider some of these animals as unclean, by the very word of God and the prayer that you offer unto that animal, unto that food that is, bef that is before you, it is sanctified. So there is nothing that can stop you from consuming whatsoever you feel like consuming as meat. <laughs> my god okay i want you to see this from the light yeah because verses 4 says that every creature of god is good i want you to note that every creature of god is good not some we have not been given a limit to what we can consume amongst the creatures that god has created it is saying all of them are good Every creature, every creature, whatsoever you can think of, whatsoever animal that there is out there, all of them, the Bible is saying that they are good and that they can be consumed if we just offer a prayer of thanksgiving because through the word of God and the prayers, they are sanctified. Okay, so let us look at Romans chapter 14. I want you to get this because not many people have understanding concerning these things. So Romans chapter 14, we'll just read from verse 13. Romans chapter 14, sorry. Romans chapter 14, we'll read from verses 13 through 23. 
It says, let us not therefore judge one another anymore. Listen to that. But judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Verses 14, I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing, listen to that again, there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Before I continue, I just want you to note something from verse 13. That the reason why we can be hindered from consuming certain meats, it is not because these meats are bad for consumption. It is not because they are bad for consumption. God does not consider what we consume as unclean or as bad. He says that all of them, every creature that he has placed on earth, all of them are good and they can be consumed. But the only thing that can stop us from consuming certain meats on earth, it is not the reason, it is not by the reason of them being bad, but because of another person. Literally, we ourselves have created that boundary. We have created that hindrance for us to eat certain meats. It has not come from God. This, this restriction, literally, it is not from heaven. It is something that has originated on earth, brought about by men. And remember when we began the teaching, I told you what we know as meat or food that is good for consumption, it differs according to the varieties of the cultures we have on earth. Okay, because the, the varieties that we have on, the varieties of the cultures that we have on earth, because what is good in my culture is not what is good in, good in your culture. Because we have, we have been molded, our conscience has, has been molded to think in a certain way concerning certain foods. So when whatsoever I want to consume offends you, then I am told by the Bible that I should lay low. Not because the food is bad, but because of you. Because of your weak conscience, I am forced not to eat certain meats. Not because the meats are bad, but because of your conscience being weak, I have to now deny myself. I can no longer satisfy that desire of consuming certain meats. Okay? That's what verses 13 is trying to tell us. And that's why Paul continues and he says in verses 14, he's giving us an assurance. And he's saying, I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to that. He's saying, whatsoever he's speaking, he's getting an assurance, a confidence from the Lord Jesus Christ. Because whatsoever he's speaking unto us is by revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he's saying that he is persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ. That there is nothing unclean. Do you listen to that? Because some of us in our religious, uh, uh, in our religious minds, we cannot consume certain meats because we think it is unclean. My God. We think it is unclean. But Paul is saying that there is nothing unclean. And the reason why he's confident of this, because he is persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing on this earth is unclean. No meat on this earth is unclean. 
And he continues to say, nothing of nothing is unclean of itself. I want you to note that nothing is unclean of itself. But to him, but, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Meaning that the only thing that makes the things that we eat unclean, it is not the things themselves, but it is us causing them to be unclean by our weak conscience. Are you getting that? That's why he's saying there is nothing unclean of itself. Because by itself it is not unclean. God does not consider it unclean. But because we have thought in our minds that these things are unclean, it now becomes unclean to us. The animal is clean, but to us it is unclean because we have thought of it as unclean. I think that is very clear. Verses 15 he says, But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that is in this thing serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Are you getting that? And he's, he's clearly just repeating what he just said in verse, verses 13. That if your eating of meat will grieve another man, will grieve another fellow brethren, will grieve a friend, will grieve somebody, then you are asked do not eat that meat before them. Because that is not walking in love. That's what he says. He says, but if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. You are not walking in love because you did not consider their weak conscience. You knew their conscience was weak, yet you just ate a dog before them. <laughs> you knew their conscience was weak, yet you just slaughtered a cat before them. And you made samosas, cut samosas. <laughs> okay, I want you to follow this, yeah? Understand the meat is not unclean. But because of another person's weak conscience, the meat becomes unclean. But to you, if the meat is not, un it is not unclean, but to you when the meat is clean and you choose to consume it, there is no issue with that. The only issue is for you to eat that meat which another man thinks it is unclean before him. Because you have grieved him. And by grieving him, you have not walked in love. You did not consider his weak conscience. Are you getting that? That's why verse 16 says, Let not that which, let not then you are good. Listen, you are good. You get that? You are good. It is your good. It is my good. Because what I choose to consume as meat, as food, it is my good. So Paul is saying, let not that which is good to you be evil spoken of. So I will not eat that cat. I will not eat that frog legs. I will not eat that spider. Why? <laughs> Are you getting this? I will not eat them. Why? Not because they are evil, not because they are unclean, no. But because to you they are unclean. So I will consider you first. 
before I consider myself. Okay? And he's saying in verses 19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. You get that? And things wherewith one may edify one another. So we must follow after peace. So if it does grieve you, I will have to consider your weak conscience and I will have to restrain myself from eating certain foods before you, before your presence. Okay. And he goes on to verses 20, 20 to say, for meat destroy not the work of God. Do you get that? Meat does not destroy the work of God. Meat does not bring you closer to God. Meat does not take you far from God. Whether you eat a cat, whether you eat a dog, whether you eat a snail, whether you eat a, a kangaroo, whether you eat a spider, whether you eat a guinea pig, whatsoever, a rabbit, whatsoever, a duck, pig, whatsoever you eat, it does not bring you closer to God and it does not take you farther from God. You need to understand that. Paul is saying meat destroys not the work of God. And he, he goes in and says this, for all things indeed are pure. <laughs> but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. Do you get that? All things are indeed pure. Not some things, but all things. That cut, very pure. It is not unclean. It is not unclean. That dog, it is not unclean. The only thing that we can consider, maybe it is the health of these animals. Are they in good health when we are consuming them? That spider that you want to eat. Is it in good health? People eat bugs. People eat snails. They eat starfishes. Like there is no limit to what you cannot consume, to what you can consume on earth as, as food. You get that? Because all things indeed are pure. All of these meats, they are pure. Okay. And it, and it goes on to verses 21. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. Do you get that? So it is not good to eat these things if by your eating you cause a brother to stumble, or you offend the brother, or you make them weak. And a question is being asked in verses 22. Has thou faith? Do you have faith? Then have it to thyself before God. For happy is he that condemneth not himself in that which he alloweth. Are you understanding that? Because if you have faith that you can be able to eat anything, why? Because of the truth that you have received and you have faith that you can eat anything, then the Bible is telling you, then just do these things to thyself before your God. Do you understand that? Do these things to yourself before your God. So you can do these things at your own place. If it is offensive to people that are around you, then do not eat these things round about them. Go to your secret place. Go to your own house. Go to a people that eat the same food with you. You get that? So if there are a couple of people, a bunch of people who actually eat dog meat, and you go and eat it with them, then it is not sin and it is good because you have not offended anyone. Do you get that? Offense will come in certain areas. You will not offend God by eating certain meats. 
or any kind of meat that you would think possible. Because we're not just limited to dogs and cats and whatnot. Anything that you would think about, even rats, like people literally eat rats. Do you get that? So if you have that faith that you're able to eat anything, then it is good. Because the Bible is saying, happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he eats, he alloweth. So if your conscience does not condemn you for what you are eating, then happy are you. That's what the Bible is saying. Happy are you. Verses 23 says, then he that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So when it comes to the place of whatsoever you're eating to be as sinful, it is not because the thing is sinful for you to eat it, but because your conscience was weak. And when your conscience was weak and you condemned yourself, yet you went ahead to eat the meat, even after your conscience condemned you, and you still went ahead and ate the meat, then that is what makes it sin. Do you get that? Because when you doubt, that's what the Bible says. If you doubt, you are damned when you eat the meat. So when somebody offers you a dog meat, for example, and your conscience tells you that this is unclean, and you continue, you still go ahead to eat that meat, then it becomes sin. Why? Because you did not take it in faith. No, you doubted. And because you doubted, you are damned at that hour, at that very present time that you ate. But if your conscience did not condemn you at all, at all, at all, and somebody offered you meat, somebody offered you a dog, eat that, eat that. Somebody offered you minced cut meat, take it. Do you get that? Okay, I'm not forcing any person to like eat any kind of meat. It's, it's your choice. Do you get that? I'm just giving you an understanding. And that's why I'm going to help you to understand. Now, where does it, where, at what place do we restrain ourselves? As I close, I want to close from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to show you this. I believe this is like the climax of it. And I know God is going to bless you. I know you're already blessed. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 23. It says that all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify. So let no man seek his own, but every man others wealth. Do you get that? We are still brought to the place of us considering other people's needs, other people's weak conscience than what we, than considering ourselves first. So as a, as a Christian, we have been told that this is how we are supposed to live. That we, we have this freedom in Christ Jesus. We have this knowledge, this wisdom that we have received from the word of God, by the spirit of God. And we know that every creature that God has created is good. Do you get that? But there are people who are still ignorant of certain truths. The people who are still weak in their conscience because of their backgrounds, where they came from. Remember, we talked about cultures. So because of the backgrounds which they came from, the environments which, which they were raised up in, the religious environments, the tribal environments, the race environments, you get that? 
these environments they actually altered their conscience to think in a certain way now because of that understanding that they received from these environments some of them they will have a weak conscience and certain things will be offensive certain things will cause them to stumble because when a person actually eats certain meats and you give him dog meat and this person knew that dog meat was unclean let's say that this person was very religious yeah he had not yet understood the grace and this person was still under the law and you give him dog meat or you give him just pig you get that and this person ends up eating pig and he goes back home condemning himself that he has sinned against god that his body is defiled now you have caused this brother to stumble and because of that it is not good so we are supposed to consider those people that are weak we are supposed to put their needs before our own needs that's what paul is saying yeah and verses 25 it says whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat the shambles meaning the slaughterhouses do you get that he's not limiting us to a certain kind of meat or a certain type of meat he's saying whatsoever is sold in the slaughterhouses that eat asking no question for conscience sake do you get that whatsoever not some things this is not my bible alone it's saying anything that is sold in the slaughterhouses. You are being told, eat that, but for your sake, for your conscience sake, do not ask questions that what meat is this? What kind of meat is this? Do you get that? Do you, like, don't ask questions, just eat that meat. Because if you start asking questions and your conscience is weak and you doubt, yet you consume, the Bible says you are damned, according to Romans chapter 14, okay? You are, con you, are, you, are, you are damned when you eat meat because you, when you eat such kind of meat after being condemned in your conscience. So Paul is saying to save yourself from sinning, then do not ask what kind of meat this is. But when you are in these slaughterhouses, eat whatsoever you want, eat it. Don't, don't ask too much questions, just eat it. Okay? And verses 26 says, for the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof meaning that all of these things they are provided by god they are given of god they are created of god and that all of them are good they belong to the lord the fullness of it thereof it belongs to the lord so if any of them that believe not bid you to a feast now okay this is where i want you to get this yeah because we have people that practice idolatry yeah and you might just be called to a feast Let's say, for example, the Hindus, they usually have a, a festival. We have even the Asians, they have the, the festival where they slaughter dog meat and they, and they eat them. Like literally over like 15,000 dogs are slaughtered. We have, um, we have um, the Hindus that they have, their, they have their festivals, their religious festivals. Now the Bible is saying, when these unbelievers they bid you to a feast they ask you come for a feast and you be disposed to go and you are put in a place where you literally have to go whatsoever is set before you eat asking no questions for conscience sake do you get that there's another scripture that says what is an idol because paul is saying to us what is an idol these are things that have been made by the works of men so even if they are offering food to idols and they bring you that same food, if your conscience is strong, 
Or if your conscience is not strong, yet they do not tell you that this food has been offered to idols, or that this is this kind of meat or that kind of meat, you are being told, eat it. There is nothing wrong with it. So whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no questions for conscience sake. Okay? But if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake. Not that. He's telling you, do not eat it, not because it is evil, not because it is sinful to you, but for his sake that should it, the one that showed you that it is a food offered unto idols, and for conscience sake, your own conscience sake also, you are being told, do what? Do not eat that meat then. When they tell you it is offered unto idols, do not eat it. Because when they say it is offered unto idols and you go ahead and consume that meat, they will think that you are of one accord. Do you get that? They will think that you are one of them. But for the sake of that person that has offered you that idol, lest he begins getting mixed understanding, mixed reactions, you're being told what, what, what to do. You're being told do not eat it for his sake and for your conscience sake do you get that because if you are weak in the conscience and you are told that this food has been sacrificed unto idols and you go ahead and eat that meat then that's where the problem is and do you get that but if you have not been told anything about the meat that is set before you then it is okay to eat it for the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof conscience i say not thine own but of the other for why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience for if i by grace be a partaker why am i evil spoken of for that which i give thanks so you will come to realize that it is we ourselves that have become a hindrance for us to consume certain things on earth sorry okay it is not it is not because god has not allowed us to eat this meats no it is because of we ourselves and that's why paul is even asking so why should i be judged for my liberty you get that because of another man's conscience why should i be judged because of the freedom which i have in christ jesus in god because of another man's conscience. So we are being brought to a place of understanding, yeah? Because sometimes though we have this understanding, though we have this wisdom, and we have this strong conscience that we can eat anything, that we can eat whatsoever is set before us, then we, we are not supposed to also abuse that liberty because of the consciences of the conscience of other men. Because by grace you have been made a partaker of these things, of the liberty, the freedom in Christ Jesus. Remember what First Timothy says, because like all these things that you consume, by the word which the by the word of God and the prayer which you offer, these animals are sanctified. So you know, you know that truth, yet you are hindered by another man's conscience. Not because God has kept you from eating these meats. Not because God has said that these meats are bad for consumption. No. But for the sake of another man's conscience, we have been asked, let us behave. 
Do you get that? Let us behave. Let us not go overboard. Verses 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all for the glory of God. So even he that eats certain meats, he that eats a dog, he that eats a pig, he that eats a duck, he that eats a spider, a snake, a frog, kangaroo, crocodile, he that eats a cat, he does it to the glory of God. He does it to the glory of God because he gives thanks when he's eaten it. So you cannot condemn that person. That's what the scripture says. If you read Romans chapter 14, you will understand. It says that this person gives thanks. So you should not condemn that person. To him it is good. And to God he is also pleased because this person gives thanks. Because all we have been asked, let us give thanks. So whatever we eat or drink, whatever we do, let us all do it for the glory of God. Giving, give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. So consider your environment before you partake of whatsoever is set before you. For even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. That's verse, verses 33. And Paul is saying he puts the needs of others. He considers the conscience of others more than he considers his own needs. Do you get that? So the only hindrance that we have, it, it does not come from heaven. I want you to understand that. It does not come from heaven. But it comes from men. I want you to understand that from today. Do not be condemned in your mind. Do not be condemned in your heart concerning certain myths. The Bible says that every creature that God has created, it is good. It says that all things are indeed pure. All we are being asked is to give thanks when we consume these things. Just give thanks. Give thanks and eat that dog. Give thanks and eat that cat. Give thanks and eat that frog leg. Give thanks and eat that kangaroo. Give thanks and eat that spider. Give thanks and eat that thanks and give that and eat that bug. You are not limited to anything. That's the truth. That's the truth, y'all. You're not limited to anything. But if you know these things which you want to eat, they will be offensive to a person then move away from that environment. Go and do it by yourself and unto God. That's what the Bible says. Because you, you have that faith. Your conscience is not weak. So by yourself, go eat it. No problem. But before a brother that is weak in conscience, understand that you will cause that person to stumble. You will offend that person. That person is still weak. So that is the only hindrance that there is. I know I'm speaking to people also that are servants of God. That's why the Bible says that if an unbeliever, he asks you to come for it, he asks of you to come for a feast and he sets food before you. You're being told, do not ask questions, just eat the food. Because you might be sent to certain cultures like the Asian community and you will find people eating dogs. 
Now, because of a weak conscience, you might become an obstacle for the gospel to prevail in that place. Just because of your weak conscience. Do you get that? So it is important. Look at the church right now. People are divided. Why? Just because of food. That these people eat meat. They are not godly. Do you get that? Like what kind of what kind of like what kind of insanity is that? The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink. That's not what the Bible, the, the kingdom of God entails. So why are we divided over meat and drink? That is not the kingdom of God. That's what Paul says. That is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is of righteousness, peace, and joy. So why is the church divided? Some people cannot eat certain foods. And they will separate themselves from certain certain denominations. They will start considering themselves perfect. This is a very serious thing. We have people that think of, of themselves as, as much holier because they do not eat pigs, because they do not eat rabbits. Do you get that? Because they do not eat meat. They think that holiness, that righteousness is achieved by certain works. Yet that's not what the Bible says. Because our righteousness comes by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. And by this grace, we are given liberty. Do you understand? So why is the church divided over certain things, such as food? Yet the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, as Paul says. Do you understand? So it is important. We must be set free. We must be free in our minds. Our conscience must be made strong because we need to preach the gospel. It needs to get to the ends of the earth because the Lord said that he will not come back until the gospel has been preached to the ends of the earth. Yet some of these small things have become a hindrance for the gospel to penetrate into communities, into nations. Hmm. So it is important that you understand what I'm saying. It's not just about eating. No, it's much deeper than this. You will be called to go and minister somewhere. Don't let your weak conscience become a hindrance for the gospel to penetrate into the hearts of men. We are being called to be one. Let us not allow food to divide us as the body of Christ. The Bible says every creature is good. Let us not be divided over things that do not make sense. Even God himself, he says that these things, they're nothing before me. They do not draw you far from me. They do not pull you closer to me. No, they don't do that. It is only the the blood of Jesus. Yet we are divided over certain things. So as you get this teaching, I want you to share with people that need to also understand what we've just talked about. I need you to meditate upon it. If you need to pray about it, pray also. But I speak by the Spirit of God. I know that in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I hope you will be blessed. Okay? Shalom.